Hello, you're listening to Work From Home. In this episode, Harry is having a conversation with Louise Deverell-Smith about working from home with the kids, staying connected, and dealing with micromanagers. So I'm Louise, and I'm the founder of Daisy Chain. Daisy Chain is a platform that connects parents to family-friendly employers. Awesome. What are you hearing from from parents, like as in the employees at the moment post quarantine? Sort of what what are the most most sort of common things people are kind of coming to you and asking? So I think parents at the moment they're still kind of definitely in probably like the panic stage of homeschooling or trying to at least get the kids to do some work. I've definitely noticed the different ages of children makes a big difference. So I've got a son who's 10 and he's pretty self-sufficient. So they're kind of just getting on with things. I've also got another son who's seven. He's less self-sufficient and he needs a lot of help. And then my four-year-old who hadn't started school anyway. So for her, she's just having the time of her life watching Disney films constantly because we're also trying to work. Me and my husband are trying to work. We're trying to fit in where we're working from. We're trying to get times booked in on when we need to do some work. And I think that's definitely what the parents I'm speaking to that were looking for jobs before. They're still, you know, they're kind of at the moment, everything's on hold. You know, there's, there's not many jobs out there. All the big companies that we work with have put everything on hold, all recruitment. They've furloughed a lot of staff, so they're not going to be looking to recruit at the moment. However, from our point of view, what will come out of this is that flexible working will kind of be at the forefront of all employers' minds. Before this, people were nervous about flexible working and and didn't really trust that their employers could do it. And now we're going through the biggest trial that's ever been of flexible working. And I think employers are kind of saying, we've found that some of our employers have been fantastic through it. They've embraced it. They've got on with things in a really difficult situation. And then there are employers that haven't. And so in a way, our our network of parents, it's what we've always wanted. We want to have a little bit of flexibility. And now looking back, it seems like, oh, you know, would it be okay that I come in at 9.30 instead of nine because I want to drop the children off at school? That kind of conversation is going to be a little bit less scary for all our parents. Exactly. So for people that are new to remote work and they're nervous, I imagine this, I don't know if this is something you commonly hear, but certainly something we're commonly sort of hearing is that they're quite nervous about how they're perceived in the workplace, right? Because they can't, you know, when they're on a Zoom call, they're making sure everything's really kind of carefully portrayed. So they look like they're working and they want to, that people want to be seen because they're not in an office typing away on a computer. They want to know that people know they're working. It's just, you're, you're not able to get that sort of feedback immediately because you're not in the same space with people. So for people that are new to that kind of environment, working away from their employer they might have kids in the house how do you how do you sort of recommend they they deal with that so that they don't feel yeah so they feel like they can that their employers are aware of what they're doing but they don't worry about it basically i think especially for parents or someone who's looking after a relative or it's really about managing your time during the day and getting a routine and getting a plan as a family we we, we didn't do this before but now every night before then, our next day, we say, right, what have we got tomorrow that's really important that we all need to be doing? So my son, for example, will always say, well, I want to play on the Xbox. So, okay, fine, you can do that because he can't play on the Xbox when we're trying to work because the internet's not good enough. So we need to plan this in. So I think 
and if my husband's got something going on, he has to be, everyone has to be quiet or occupied for that hour. I've got something. So a plan is definitely really crucial. And I think if you share that with your employer, as in, you know, your employer will know that you have got children or if you've, you've got someone else in the house or if you're going out to help a relative or a neighbour with their shopping. I think if you say to them, look, I, th- between this time and this time, I'm probably not going to be able to, to have meetings. I'm probably not going to be able to be online as much. You know, at this time, my son might have a less maths lesson or whatever. I think as long as that you're openly communicating with your employer, then that's the key thing. Because afterwards, you know, you want your employer to trust you. So as long as you're honest and, you know, there's no point trying to cover up the fact that you've got other things going on in your life, in your home. There's just no point because they'll, you'll, you'll get found out pretty quickly and for example, you know, if we, if I've got a, a meeting or if I'm talking to a client off and if I know that the children probably haven't got a lesson to be doing or they're just kind of in the garden or messing around upstairs, they might potentially come in and ask me for something, which will probably be food. And so often I'll just say at the start of the meeting, look, the, I'm sorry if the children might come in at some point, but, you know, I'll get rid of them. <laughs> it's just being open and honest about it. There's no point covering it up. And that's something definitely we should take away afterwards as well when we're all you know when lockdown's over and we're back to work if you're late because you've you know the child has been sick in the car or what's it there's, there's no point trying to cover it up it's honesty is always the best policy i think yeah i think that's a really helpful message i think a lot of people are, tr- are really interested in trying to kind of curate a kind of image of what they're what they you know they're this, this perfect kind of remote productive worker and actually i think just a bit of yeah honesty is is absolutely the best way to go because like everyone yeah like you say with your employer knows you have children like you can't not have children <laughs> exactly and we're all remote working and flexibly working during a crisis that's all you know we have to always just remember that this isn't the normal way of working for anybody and your employer is going to be you know they should be um very sympathetic to it because they're probably going through exactly the same thing exactly themselves right. And how would you, do you have any uh, advice or thoughts on how you would deal with uh, sort of uh, an overbearing manager or a, a kind of micromanager uh, of a manager? Because I imagine there's actually probably a lot of managers that are micromanagers. They, I wonder if I wonder if micromanager managers know that they're micromanagers. Who knows? But they, they're probably quite stressed because they're like, well, I don't know what so-and-so is doing and I and I want to stay on top, because but we're not in the same space and all that kind of stuff. How, how would you recommend kind of, because I can imagine that taking your already scarce time a lot of it to spend reassuring your micromanager manager that you're doing the right thing and keeping them posted on all the stuff. Yeah. Do you have any sort of advice around that? Well, I think, I mean, we've been doing this for how many days now? 47? I can't, anyway, we've been doing it for a while now. So I think if your manager's still on your case about things and, and you have had the on, honest conversation about, look, I realistically, I can only be online at this time and I can but I will be back on this time and I am putting everything in, then it's kind of coming back to that trust thing with your your employer and your manager. And if they don't trust you, then that's probably another conversation that you should have maybe after this. And maybe it's something that they're, because they're not used to, to this way of working, they probably don't know what they're doing either. And maybe they're getting the same further up the line. I know, you know, when it comes to before this, you know, if, we would say to people, check in with people 
and however many times you think you should check in with them. So lots of people might think it might be once in the day, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. We say it's actually three times as, as much just to check that they're all right. And it doesn't even have to be about work related stuff or just sharing a blog that you've seen on something and share. It doesn't have to be work related again. It's just kind of connecting to them and checking that they're okay. Because I think for parents, I don't know about you, but our day goes really quickly. I like really quickly. But if I was on my own, my day would go very, very slow. (laughs) So it's trying to get that balance of, you know, who your teams are, who's in your team, what are their home life and their situations like, and just being, you know, a real person about things. You know, I know my husband's business, he's got a larger company and they've, they've not really done remote working before. And they've got about 60 people and he's, um, he has these Friday night quizzes and, and for me, if I was working there, I'd be like, oh gosh, do I have to join this quiz at, you know, five o'clock on a Friday? You know, I've had a whole week of <laughs> parenting and trying to get the children to do, I want to just have a drink on my own and I don't want to, <laughs> so for me, that might not work. Um, he's got a very young office. So for them, it's brilliant. It's the high, you know, because every Friday night they used to go out for drinks. So I think it's trying to, I think as a pair, you know, I'd really, if I was employed by someone, I would love to have these kind of live yoga lessons or (laughs) some way of just chilling out a bit. So I think it's dependent on the person. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. Um, And I think it goes both ways too, right? Like it's the incumbent on the manager to stay checking in with the, the employee they're working with. But also, you know, we can, as employees kind of be checking in with them just like proactively, like exactly as you're saying, like not necessarily work related, but just like, hey, look, I'm here. I'm still breathing. I'm still working. I'm still, you know, talking to you. Um, that could be a, a good way to sort of keep someone that's sort of nervous, like, oh, is is this person still doing their thing? Just receiving an email from you that's saying, oh, look at this blog I just found actually is, is maybe a good way to kind of keep that at bay. And you might find you've got suddenly got more in common with the people that you were sitting right next to and you didn't even know. We've got to find different ways of trying to connect to people, haven't we? That's it for today's conversation. Thanks for listening. Do you have people you'd like us to talk to or topics you'd like us to cover? Email us, wfh at lowerstreet.co. And remember to subscribe for new content every weekday.